How many of you have been enjoying the Life Principles uh, series? Been getting a lot out of it, I hope. Um, just in case, you know there's there's 30 of them, and we're not going to get to all of them on Sunday mornings. And so I'm not sure you noticed, but Nate sent out uh, a couple of links this week to a couple of the principles that we're not going to get to. Uh, so just click on those links, and you'll be able to read through actual uh, the text of that life principle, and maybe you could use that as a bit of a personal devotion through the week. Um, so certainly that would be be something that I would recommend, because uh, there's some of those ones that we're only taking the top ten, and actually I'm taking thirteen. I'm giving you some bonus ones at the end, because <laughs> I just couldn't uh, narrow it down to ten. But today is one of my favorites. Uh, the life principle number five is fight all your battles on your knees, and you will win every time. Um, of course, we're talking about what this morning? Prayer. Talking about prayer. Um, Psalm 107, 28 to 30 says, Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he brought them out of their distress. He stilled the storm to a whisper. The waves of the sea were hushed, and they were glad when it grew calm, and he guided them to their desired haven. Uh, looked all around this week, for a perfect picture of what we're talking about here, and this verse really encapsulates what I'd like for you to get out of this morning. The fact that we cry out to the Lord in our trouble, and oftentimes we think He doesn't hear. But this is the perfect picture of how He responds. We cry out to the Lord in our trouble, and He brings us out of our distress. He stills our storm with a whisper. And he, the waves of the sea are hushed. And then we're glad when it grows calm because then he can, de he can deliver us or bring us to our desired haven, our haven of rest. And so I, as we go on through this morning, I just want you to get that kind of in your picture. That's how God responds to our crying out to him. Oftentimes, prayer is one of those things that oftentimes we do after it's needed. Would that be true, do you think, in your life? Oftentimes we live our lives totally kind of in control of what we're doing, and everything's going smoothly, and then, boom, something happens, and what do we do? We pray. And what I want to get you to think about this morning is, what if we did that exactly the opposite? What if we got up in the morning... And we started our mornings on our knees. And we cry out to God. Whether we're in trouble or whether we're not. We start off in closeness and relationship with God. We were doing a youth group this week. And um, in our guys group that we had, uh, um, our little guys group. And we were talking about this idea of things that we're afraid of. And uh, we shared a few things. That, well, what, what are you afraid of? And what are you doing? And, and Nate made the point that, Sometimes uh, when he was afraid, he communicates with God. And I said, well, how often do you do that? And a big smile came over his face. And, and what did you say? All the time. <laughs> and that's the perfect response. Uh, it's one of those things that we should be doing all of the time. It's not just a reactionary response to things. But it's something that, man, I'm going out on Friday night. I want to pray. I want to talk to God about that. I'm, oh, man, I'm, I'm going shopping. You know, the traffic's busy. I want to I bring that before God. I want to talk to him about those things. Oh, I'm afraid about something. I'm afraid of something. Then I want to really reach out and talk to him 
about those things. So I just have a few points this morning. Then we're going to have uh, give you some opportunity to reflect on that, to pray about that a little bit this morning. Um, but I think hopefully if you're if you're really into it, um, this will really change your life, change your prayer life for sure. But maybe change the way that you look at prayer. First of all, um, we have to pray in faith. This idea of fighting all your battles on your knees and you will win every time, we have to actually fight. And fighting, part of that fighting process is having faith and believing that God will even do anything. That's the first step. So faith is saying, this is in your your app, faith is saying, I believe you will. I believe you will help me. Psalm 25, 2 says, I trust in you. Do not let me be put to shame, nor let my enemies triumph over me. Psalm 31, 6 says, as for me, I trust in the Lord. You have to actually physically, verbally say that in your head, maybe out of your mouth saying, I believe you will. You have to believe. You have to actually say, I believe you will help me. Because there's an element of faith that's connected to our prayers. When we communicate with God, God wants to know that we believe in Him. It's kind of like it's kind of like a husband and wife relationship. Um, sometimes when we're talking things over with our husbands, our partners, our wives, and we kind of say, "Yeah, I believe in you," <laughs> we're kind of like that, right? You know, maybe because they have not proven to be trustworthy, I'm not sure. Or maybe we're just not connected to them close enough to have actually have some belief in them. But oftentimes we do that with our partners. We go, oh yeah, I believe in you. Sure, it'll happen. We have that sarcastic tone. Okay, that's how we treat God sometimes. We have that sarcastic tone. Yeah, okay, I'll try it. I'll try praying to you, God, but man, I don't know if it's going to work. We have to change the way that we do that. Imagine how your relationship with your partner would change if you said, I believe in you. I know you can do it. I've seen you. I've seen you be able to do it, and I know you can do it. Man, doesn't that make you feel good? And and it makes you feel believed in. It makes you feel motivated, and it makes you feel powerful. That's the kind of belief that God wants us to have in him. I believe you will. I've seen you do it for others. I've seen you do it in my life in the past, and I know that you will. I don't think we understand how powerful that belief can be. Belief in something positive will help you develop all kinds of things in your life. Inner peace, success, improved relationships, better health, happiness, and personal satisfaction. If you don't believe me, you'll have to listen to the studies that have been done. Uh, Michigan State University did a study of a group of people who lived this kind of belief in their life, this kind of faith. And they uh, came up at the end of the study and they said positive belief is the key to success. They said belief and expecting favorable results and situations to happen, even if your current situation is not what you want for the long term, they say in this study, in time, your positive, positive mental attitude will help you to position your life situations and change them for the better. Now, they weren't looking at this from a God perspective. Totally just looking at it from people who have a positive mental outlook and a belief that good things will happen. But even that without, with the absence of a belief in God helps people. Can you imagine 
that kind of attitude and belief with God as a part of that process, it's going to make a huge difference. They studied this group of people, and they found that the, these people's lives were significant, significantly better with this kind of, I believe it will happen. I believe it will happen. So we need to be those kind of people that say, I believe you will. I have faith that you will. How do we do that? Well, I want you to at least maybe either now or later in our service, spend some time examining your life. Look at those areas in your life where you're experiencing fear. Think about that. Things that you're afraid of or things that you're events or things that are coming up. HSC test. Do you want me to list them all? I can list them all. Uh, court dates. Uh, interactions with people that you don't like or you're having trouble getting along with. Uh, uh, distance from family. Things that you're fearful of. Those things. Think about those things. Think about those things in your life that you feel shame about or guilt or worry or maybe you get anxious about. Those are the areas where you need to start saying, I believe you will. Because we feel those things because why? Because we have a lack of trust and a lack of faith. We feel those things. I, I didn't say this to you the other night, but Katie shared uh, about just being sometimes afraid at night. You know, having, uh, having these issues of just being, oh, something's in my room or, you know, the, under the bed. Or have you ever had those feelings? Yeah, we've all had them, Katie. Don't be embarrassed. It's fine. We've all had them, right? But that, that area in, it, in itself, in its substance, is what? We are fearful because we have a lack of trust or a lack of faith that God is who he says he is. To get the point where you can say, I believe you will, I believe God will, it's a process. You don't just flick on a switch. You've got to continually remind yourself that I believe you will. I believe, God, you will. And the more we believe it, the more it will change those areas of our lives. The less guilt we feel, the less shame we feel, the less anxiety, the less worry we will feel, the less fear we will feel. So Satan doesn't want you to worry about those areas of in your life. He wants more of those things in your life. God wants less. And so you need to look at those areas of your life and begin to say, I believe God will show up in those areas of my life. Number two, that kind of faith will grow, but only grow when we exercise it. It will only grow if we exercise it. Isaiah 40, 31 says, But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength, and they shall mount up with wings like eagles, and they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Who wants to run and not be weary? I can barely run a kilometer and not be weary. We all want to be sustained. We all want that, that, that kind of, uh, to be that kind of strong. And... That's how we get strong is by training. Who wants to train? No one. Okay. We don't ever want to train to get there. We want it, 
We want the results, but we hardly ever want to train and put in the effort to get there. Well, that's how it works physically. That's exactly how it works physically a lot of, or spiritually. A lot of times we don't want to train to exercise our faith. The more we exercise our faith, the, the stronger we get. And in this verse in Isaiah, it talks to us how to do that. First of all, it says we need to wait on God. It may be hard. It may seem as if nothing is happening. We're talking to God. Nothing's happening. And every part of us wants to, to do something, to do it on our own, because, you know, we want to do it. We want to be in control. And yet that's exactly what we should do is wait. Maybe, ex maybe the thing that God wants us to do is wait. Maybe he wants us to have some patience. Waiting is an exercise. Spiritually, waiting on God is an exercise. And we think, well, it's, you're not actually doing something. No, you are doing something. You're waiting. <laughs> That's what it is. It's an exercise. You're waiting on God. Waiting is an exercise that builds our spiritual muscles. Waiting gives us strength. The more you practice patience, the more patience you will receive. It is actually an activity or an exercise. The activity of waiting on God. We need to draw our strength from God and not rely on our own self-reliance. We need to, you know, don't take matters into our own hands. It's very tempting to do that. Waiting. We get frustrated waiting. We get antsy. We want to do something. In times like these, don't rely on your own strength. Ephesians 6.10 tells us, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power, not our own. It's his strength that sustains us, not our own. Now, this doesn't mean that there aren't positive things we can do to keep ourselves busy so we don't go crazy during periods of silence. But God is always at work, even when we are not. Like the song we sang today, even when we can't see him, even when we can't see him working, he's working. So we have to trust, even when we can't see. We have to have faith, relying on him and not ourselves. The cliche says, if God brought you to it, he'll bring you through it. Building up our faith involves allowing space and time for God to work. Oftentimes, God wants to work in your life, but you're too busy doing it yourself. And he can't. You, very, you limit God's ability to work in your life because you're too busy doing it yourself. There's times where we need to wait. Another exercise we can do to build our spiritual muscles Make it through the wilderness is to saturate our minds with the word of God. Focus on his promises. Focus on God. We need to stop focusing so much on the physical, the doctor's report, the Dow Jones, uh, the news, the latest business reports, the career updates, the economic rise or plunge. Uh, there's, been day, there's been weeks where I've watched the news and I just get so anxious. Do you get that when you watch the news? You know why? Because they don't report on anything that's good. It's all bad. It's all fear and worry. And what if this happens? And what if that happens? You've got you to gotta know the reason they do that is because they want to worry you. They want to, f to make you fearful because they know that brings ratings. People get in this cycle of, oh, I wonder what bad thing's going to happen today. Can you imagine if the news was only good stuff? What a change that would make in our world. You would go to work thinking, man, how good is this world I'm living in? Did you see the news today? 
Man, that's some good stuff. We never say that. We always say the opposite. I go to work sometimes thinking, man, I'm having to wade through some terrible stuff in this life of mine. Look at all the terrible, and the TV shows aren't any better. So why are we filling our minds on those things? Why don't we fill our minds full of the good stuff? Fill our, fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Hebrews 12.2 says that. If we're waiting and we're gaining power, if we're reliant on God, then we are strengthened. Those are those muscles that need to be strengthened. Sometimes those type of spiritual muscles are so atrophied in our life that we never, we never can live like God really wants us to live because our muscles are just too weak. You get that? I hope you get that. Three, you can't win if you don't actually believe and submit. James 4, 7 says, Submit therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Job 21, or 22, 21 and 22 says, Submit to God and be at peace with him. In this way, prosperity will come to you. You want prosperity? You want true riches? You want true blessing? Then we need to submit to God and be at peace with him. And you won't have to have that new car. You won't have to have that wonderful mansion. You won't have to have those things that you think bring you peace, but you will already be at peace. Accept instruction from Jesus and the blessings will come. Believing and submitting, it takes a conscious effort. Figuring out what that looks like for each of us is sometimes hard. It takes time. Perhaps we need some practical tips on how to do that or some application. Uh, I remember a time in my life where I was completely, completely devastated in my life. Uh, I was separated from my family. I was living in a waterless cabin in the woods. And my life was, woe is me. All these terrible things came crashing down in my life. Um, I needed constant reminders to believe. I needed constant reminders to submit to God. I needed constant reminders to, to keep my faith, to keep believing, to keep submitting to His will. And uh, I remember going to the, the counselor I was seeing at the time, and she says to me, she said, you need, you need someone to, to constantly remind you about all the positive things in your life right now. Because you, all you can see is the negative stuff. And I said, yeah, would you call me every five minutes and tell me all the good stuff, please? Because I'm not seeing it. I'm missing it here. I don't see it like you see it. And she said, well, what I want you to do is I want you to go to the bookstore, and I want you to buy all the positive, godly messages, posters that you can find, small, large, and I want you to post them on your wall. And so I said, yeah, that'll work. And so I did. I bought all the ones I could afford to buy. And I was sleeping in a little bit of a loft in a cabin. And the ceiling was a, a, an angled ceiling. And I took every one that I bought and I put it up on that thing. So when I woke up in the morning, guess what I was looking at? All those messages. When I went to bed at night, guess what I was looking at? All those messages. Uh, when I went to, to rest and lay down, I got to see all those messages, and it was a constant reminder. And you know what? It started to work. 
It started to work. God was reminding me in those most desperate times of my life that he was there. That I could believe him. That I could have faith in him. That I could have trust. That one day we would get out of this valley. That one day, I didn't know what it would look like, but one day my family would be back together. And that one day he would lead us out of that desert. And it, it happened. It happened. But had I lost my ability to believe and submit, the victory would never have happened. I believe Satan would have got the victory. And I believe that our family wouldn't be together right now, today, because of those little messages. So I encourage you. I encourage you. There's a table, actually, back on the way out today. There's a little white table, and on that table is scripture cards. These are those are the exact same things I bought. Little scripture cards, little posters. And if you're having trouble keeping that positive message in front of you, I want you to take a couple of those on the way out. And if you if, if two aren't enough, then they're three dollars at the Christian bookstore, then you need to go buy a bunch more. And but that may be the start of your collection. And I want you to hang them up. Maybe hang them up in those places that, that you get the most discouraged. That might be in front of the mirror in the morning. I don't know. And you look you look in the mirror and you go, Man, I just don't know what I'm gonna do today. It's, it's, I'm really down. This is a terrible life. And you'll have that little card saying, no, it isn't. No, it isn't. You are made in the image of God. Maybe maybe it's on the car. Uh, anybody have road rage? Nobody wants to admit it, do you? <laughs> I know at least 60% of you in this room have road rage. You're out there and you get upset with another driver, don't you? I see it. I know it. I see it out there. I'm in it. Don't you think I drive places? I see it out there. It's out there. Maybe one of those messages needs to be on your dash of your your car. Positive message. Boom. It's right there. Don't get upset. You'll eventually get there. I promise. Maybe you need to be thinking about some other things. Those messages in your mind need to be more positive and more sustaining. It'll change your life. It'll change the way that you see things. So feel free. There's also a little package of, uh, maybe this is a huge issue for you this morning. And maybe you think, man, Rob, I suck at this. If you really are having a hard time with this issue of victory in your life because of the way that you're seeing things, and you're not praying, you're not beginning uh, the day on your knees, then there's uh, a little packet of prayer cards. There's 40 of them in there. Go ahead and take that with you. And over the next 40 days, I want you to start your day praying one of those prayers. Okay, That will give you a little bit of a, a jump start in this whole area, in this life principle. So don't be afraid to take those. There's five of those. Um, if we run out and you can't get one, tell me. I'll make sure you get one. Okay, Because they're pretty good little little packets. 40 days every day, starting your day with a different prayer. I guarantee you it will grow your faith and trust and you will begin to believe and submit and start winning in life in the way that you're supposed to. And we're going to be singing a song. It's our last song. 
but it'll be a time for you to make some practical application with this information you've been shared today. We have, a, again, a table full of scriptures. Uh, during the song, you're welcome to go back and look at those scriptures. You're welcome to pray. Maybe, maybe there's that area that I talked about, those areas of fear, shame, guilt, worry, anxiety. Maybe there's a particular area that you're, you're thinking, man, I need more faith. Then spend time in prayer as we're singing. Okay? Spend time in prayer as we're singing about that area. And if you, if you can't pray about it because it's so hurt, you're so hurt in that area, then grab a friend here and say, would you pray with me about that? This is, this is work. This is practical application of what we're talking about. Um, perhaps during that time, you might begin that process of believing and seeking him allowing God to guide you through this process. Perhaps this is a time you need to, to drop to your knees and just pray silently to Him, asking Him for that win, for that victory, saying, I believe in you. I believe that you will show up. I believe that you will come. This is a time you can do that. Let God bring you that victory. To so go to Him on your knees and you will win every time. If you're having trouble knowing what to pray, uh, I've put together a sample of what that would look like. Did, did we get that on a slide this morning? And Nate's going to put that on a slide. So if the worship team would come forward. Um, if you're having trouble, I don't, Rob, I don't really know what to say to God about all these things. Then there's going to be an opportunity for you to read what is this. So there's several things that you could be doing. If you don't like any of those things, you're welcome just to sing along with the song.